Welcome to the First Church Orlando podcast. Here you will find recordings of weekly sermons, devotions, interviews, and seminar recordings from the First United Methodist Church of Orlando. For more information about First Church Orlando, please visit our website at firstchurchorlando.org or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Now, enjoy the podcast. Today's scripture comes from Deuteronomy chapter 10, verses 12 through 22. Now in light of all that, Israel, what does the Lord your God ask of you? Only this, to revere the Lord your God by walking in all his ways, by loving him, by serving the Lord your God with all your heart and being, and by keeping the Lord's commandments and his regulations that I'm commanding you right now. It's for your own good. Clearly, the Lord owns the sky, the highest heavens, the earth, and everything in it. But the Lord adored your ancestors, loving them and choosing the descendants that followed them, you, from all other people. That's how things still stand now. So circumcise your hearts and stop being so stubborn, because the Lord your God is the God of all God and the Lord of all lords, the great, mighty, and awesome God who doesn't play favorites and doesn't take bribes. He enacts justice for orphans and widows, and he loves immigrants, giving them food and clothing. That means you must also love immigrants because you were immigrants in Egypt. Revere the Lord your God. Serve him, cling to him, swear by his name alone. He is your praise, and he is your God, the one who performed these great and awesome acts that you witnessed with your very own eyes. Your ancestors went down to Egypt with a total of 70 people, but now look, the Lord your God has made you as numerous as the stars in the nighttime sky. Let us pray. God, we just thank you for your love, and I pray that your words will flow through me, and that we will all get something out of being here together with you. Amen. So, happy 4th of July. Um, As Pastor Emily already introduced, my name is Britton. For most of you know me, but some of you don't know me. And I am a ministry intern here, attending Candler School of Theology in August. So, that's next month. And I am a certified candidate for ministry in the United Methodist Church. Today in our sermon series, we're transitioning from love is to love does. And I have some questions that I want you all to to think about. So, what are some things that God's love does? And then, why are you in worship today? Is it because you feel like it's the right thing to do because you're a Christian? And that means, oh, I'm going to go to worship every Sunday? Are you here because your family's here, your friends are here? Or are you here because you're really trying to seek the Lord? All answers are okay. And regardless, I'm here speaking to you today, fortunately or maybe unfortunately, I hope not, but I am here today speaking to you. So as I speak, I want you all to think about those questions and think about what God's love does. So a couple weeks ago when Pastor Vance and Pastor Emily came to me and said, you're speaking about seeking love and worship, my mind directly went to 
Warren Willis United Methodist Camp, a place that I call home and a place that I love dearly. It is also a place where I worked for three summers between 2017 and 2019. And for those of you who don't know, this is a Methodist camp down in Leesburg, and we serve kids from as young as third grade to as old as seniors in high school. And we are on a schedule there, so we intentionally strip the kids of their cell phones, take them outside of the the real world, and put them in a camp setting where all they're doing is seeking God and seeking to grow in a deeper relationship with God. And that happens in many different areas, whether it's in the cabins where they're growing in intentional relationships with their other campers or getting to know their counselors better, whether they're doing things that are fun and maybe we're not supposed to let them do as counselors, but I let them do it anyways, or whether we're doing the things we're actually supposed to be doing in there. Or it could be in their skills, which are activities that they can sign up for, such as canoeing, basketball, flag football, crafts, cooking. All this, they're seeking a relationship with God. It could be in the dining hall, where we all know that Dining hall food at any type of camp, retreat, anywhere is is terrible. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's awful. But we're breaking bread together. And they enjoy, and we enjoy as counselors, being in relationship with them. Or it can be in small groups twice a day where they get their first real glimpse of the reason they're actually at camp, which is to grow in their faith with each other. But most importantly, and the reason why I'm speaking today, is when they go to nightly worship. So every night after dinner, we separate the age groups. So we have elementary, middle school, and high school camp. And we send them to worship. For elementary camp, it's a place for them to have fun and dance and do all sorts of different motions. And they get to really get their first experience of what God's love is and seeking God's love through a worship setting. For middle school, it's the formation of their faith journey. And you know middle schoolers, a lot of them, pretty stubborn. They feel like they run the world. So it's a chance for them to really grow in their faith with God. And in high school, it's the transformation or the affirmation of their faith. Really, really coming into picture their spiritual relationship with God. Regardless, all three are different. And unlike a lot of places, camp's worship setting is different. These kids are away from their parents, who they don't have to listen to say, oh, you've got to come to worship today. You have to do this or do that. No, no parents. They're away from societal norms. So they don't have to hear people say, it's not cool to be a Christian. It's not cool to love God and worship. And they're away from social media, So they can't just unplug and distract themselves and get on their phone and go on Twitter and start doing whatever kids do. But they're intentionally sitting in worship because we make them. And they get to seek all that God has to offer. And they also get to give the love that God gives them back to God. And so there are some kids that I specifically remember that you see And the first day, they're in the chapel in worship, sitting in the back, not paying attention, sitting there, 
eyes closed, some of them might be taking a nap, and they're not listening to anything the pastor of the week has to say, not listening to worship. As the middle of the week comes along, you see them and they're creeping up to maybe the middle of the chapel, the middle of the rows, and you know, they're still sitting down, but if you watch them closely, you can see their mouths moving, and you can see them starting to get into worship little by little. And then, at the end of the week, tends to be when, you know, campers are really understanding, or really proclaiming their love for God and showing their emotions. And you now see these campers that were in the back. They're now in the front. They're standing. They're singing loudly. Their emotions are coming out. They're listening to word for word for word for what the pastor has to say. And that's why, as a counselor, I love working at camp. Because you see these campers transform over the week. From being like, I don't want to be at camp, let me go play basketball, to, oh, this is really cool. I love seeking God's love, and I love being here in worship. But friends, I know not all of us will have the opportunity to go to camp. Or have never been to camp. Maybe you're going. But there are other places, and that's the beautiful thing about worship that we can see God's love and seek God's love. Think about retreat centers. If you've ever been on a retreat, whether it was by yourself, with a group of friends, with the church, and just think about what their worship setting was like if they had one. I will tell you, retreat centers are very smart. They purposely have terrible signal so that people can unplug and can't use their phones. They purposely also have scheduling to try and keep track of everybody because just like kids, us adults, we can tend to get lost and do whatever we want. But just like camp, the purpose is to be solely focused and in the present moment of the worship setting or whatever you're doing. And that's the beautiful thing. But unfortunately, we can't live at retreat centers all the time either. But the good thing for you all is, you're here today at the 930 service at First United Methodist Church of Orlando. And the glorious thing is, worship, it happens here too. So, let me ask you, what do you love about the worship here at the 930 service? And think about your favorite worship song. And just think about it and think about what the words are. And maybe close your eyes and just envision that song playing. It's not about the keys. It's not about the drums. It's not about the vocalists, however wonderful they are. It's about being in the present moment with God and seeking God's love, but also giving God thanks for all the love that God has given us. It's the love that created the earth, created the plants, created the sky. It's the love for the orphans or for those who are less fortunate than ourselves. This is the love that we are seeking. And this is the love that God has. And this is what love does in a worship setting. So at the beginning of the sermon... 
I asked y'all, why did you come to worship today? And I wanna ask that again. But maybe your answer has changed. Maybe it hasn't. If it hasn't, that's okay. But if it has, just think about why you're sitting in worship today and why you came to intentionally seek the love of God. And as we move forward throughout the rest of the sermon series, throughout the rest of the year, throughout the rest of our lives, I want you to think about every time you step into this worship setting. It doesn't have to be here. It can be anywhere. Just think about God's love and give thanks to God for all God's love. Let us pray. God, we have so much love for you. Thank you for giving us the ability to be here with you today and seek your love and worship. I pray that no matter where we are, no matter what we're doing, we can be in the present with you. And I just pray that all of us can enjoy worship and give thanks and seek your love in worship. It's in your name I pray. Amen. We hope you enjoyed the podcast and that you will listen again in the future. If you enjoyed today's message, we hope you'll subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform and share it with others on social media. For more information about First Church Orlando, please visit our website at firstchurchorlando.org or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If this podcast is a valuable resource to you, we invite you to give to this ministry by making a financial contribution at firstchurchorlando.org forward slash give. Now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.